Okay, welcome everybody. Welcome everybody. This is Mary Craig Ministries, Craig House Christian Fellowship. We are in a series, The Gift of the Holy Spirit. This is the last message of this series. The message today is The Power of His Command, Part 2. I am Dr. Mary Craig. It is July 30th, 2023. And Lauren, followed by Kate, are going to do the opening prayer. Holy Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, whose we are and whom we serve. We thank you for the body and blood sacrifice of Christ on our behalf. We thank you for his life of radical obedience, perfect, personal, perpetual obedience, even to death on the cross. We thank you that he fulfilled all righteousness, even to dying to pay the penalty for sin, redeeming those for whom he, for whom he died by his blood the sacrifice of himself. We thank you. He brought the reconciliation that overcomes alienation from you, that by this reconciliation we can know you as Father. We thank you that Jesus bore your wrath, bore the curse, bore the sin, and bore the glory. Jesus destroyed the works of darkness, defeating Satan and his kingdom publicly. We thank you, Lord God, for those in Christ were chosen before the foundation of the world, and we are accepted in the Beloved. We thank you that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he rose again from the dead, out from among the dead, and ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Almighty. Jesus Christ is King of kings, Lord of lords, God the Son, Son of God, ruler over the kings of this earth, and coming again in power and great glory. We thank you for the sending of the Holy Spirit, and we ask that the Holy Spirit come as the Spirit of truth, guiding us into the truth, that he come as the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, revealing Jesus Christ to us and granting us wisdom for the days in which we live. We ask that the Holy Spirit open our eyes to comprehend, understand, and perceive what you have for us today. Open the eyes of our minds and open the eyes of our hearts to receive. Honor our desire to glorify you. We come before you in humility, on bended knee, with our heads bowed. We pray that we be renewed in the spirit of our minds and put on the new man which was created according to you, God, in true righteousness and holiness that you would sanctify us by your word and by your Holy Spirit, that we may open our mouths boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, compassion, and grace, that we might love with faith from God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Okay. Thank you, and our message today will be uh, delivered by Joanna Borman.
The message is entitled, His Commandment, no, sorry, the message is entitled, The Power of His Command, Part 2, July 30th, 2023. His commandment is life everlasting. That's a quote from Jesus from John 12. Life denotes more than deliverance from misery. It means the restoration of something that had been forfeited. And in Christ, it means something beyond what life was given to Adam. Eternal life was manifested. This life in Christ is consequent upon forgiveness and is the reward for an obedience. Such obedience, having been performed by Jesus himself on our behalf, a perfect, personal, perpetual obedience owed to the living God. The accepted person has passed from death to life. We are accepted in the beloved. Christ describes himself as the life and as having life in himself. He came for the purpose of imparting the life which he has and which he is. He therefore dispenses the bread of life and the water of life. Those who abide in him and follow him are described as having the light of life. And you may have recognized this is my side note. A lot of these verses are in the book of John. Jesus is the bread of life, and we must partake of that bread, of him. He is the resurrection and the life for redeemed people. He laid down his life that he might take it up again. Jesus gives his flesh for the life of the world. As the Lamb of God, Jesus gives life to the world as he gives himself as the sacrifice for sin. He is the righteousness and life and so is able to overcome sin and death. He took on himself the guilt which had been the cause of separation between God and man and he bore the penalty of death. He is the good shepherd who gives his life for the sheep. Jesus is both priest and sacrifice. It's a quote from John 12. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejects me and perceives not my words has one that judges him. The last word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. And that's Jesus speaking from John twelve forty six to 50. Let's learn from Leon Morris's commentary. The person despising the speaker where the saving word is spoken and who persistently rejects the sayings does not go scot-free. He has a judge. That judge is the saving word itself. 
the judgment will be that the word of salvation came to that person and that word was rejected. Why? Because Jesus' message is divine in origin. And so that word is the fitting judge of people on the last day. Jesus did not speak from himself. He is the messenger. He is in complete agreement with the word he has always proclaimed. The saving word did not originate in any human source. Its source is the Father who gave the commandment. The commandment is life eternal. I'm going to repeat that. The commandment is life eternal. It doesn't mean that keeping the commandment leads to life eternal. It is life eternal. Okay, I'm going to learn some lessons here. There's four points. Number one, the fact of unbelief is not beyond the power and even the purpose of God. Number two, the Old Testament shows that God overrules the designs of evil men to work out his purpose. Number three, the signs and miracles of Jesus are not just displays of power. Their meaning abides. Number four, God's purposes are not frustrated by the opposition of evil men. They are accomplished. Augustine said, quote, God thus blinds and hardens simply by letting alone and withdrawing his aid. And God can do this by a judgment that is hidden, although not by one that is unrighteous, unquote. The Father is bound up in the mission of the Son. The Son is bound up in the purposes of his Father. The Son is sent by the Father to save. He was called to this mission. He was commissioned. He has been given commandments by the Father. Likewise, the Father has given him promises. The commandment is life everlasting. It's God's great love acting upon us and acting upon us for, self, for our salvation. It is God's holy love moving upon our consciences and wills with life-giving impact. So here's a quote from John 12. Again, this is Jesus speaking. I have come as light, as a light into the world, the cosmos in order that everyone believing on me might not abide in the darkness. And whenever any one of me hears the words and not keeps them, I do not judge them, indeed not. I came that I might judge the world, but that I might save the world. The one rejecting me and not receiving my words has one judging him. The word that I spoke, that will judge him in the last day. For I out of from myself not spoke, but the having sent me Father himself, me a commandment, gave what I should say and what I should speak. And I know, Oida, that the commandment of him life eternal is. What therefore I speak, as has said to me the Father, so I speak. That's John 12:47 to 50. 
So John 12:44 tells us that Jesus cried out. This was his final public message. We are to pay attention to it. Jesus gives four reasons why. Believe in him because he is one with the Father. He is the light. His words will judge all that reject them. And he speaks the Father's commandment that is eternal life. Jesus' primary purpose in coming this first time was not to judge the world, but to provide salvation through his substitutionary and voluntary sacrifice for sin on the cross. Now those who hear his sayings and do not keep them show that they do not believe him and thus do not receive him, but in fact reject him. Stephen J. Cole has something to note. John Calvin is often caricatured as a cold-hearted theologian who denied human choice and believed that God chose the elect and damned the rest, so there's nothing you can do about it. But listen to Calvin's comments on Jesus' appeal to his enemies here. That was from Calvin's commentaries, page 50 and 51. Here's the quote. Why then does Christ not choose to condemn them? It is because he lays aside for a time the office of a judge and offers salvation to all without reserve and stretches out his arms to embrace all, that all may be the more, may be, the more encouraged to repent. No man, therefore, is condemned on account of having despised the gospel, except he who, disdaining the lovely message of salvation, has chosen of his own accord to draw down destruction on himself. That was Calvin. Calvin paraphrases Jesus in saying, from John 12, 48, um, this is Calvin paraphrasing Jesus, Burning with ardent desire to promote your salvation, I do indeed abstain from exercising my right to condemn you, and am entirely employed in saving what is lost. Lost, But do not think that you have escaped out of the hands of God, for though I should altogether hold my peace, the word alone, which you have despised, is sufficient to judge you. Calvin. So Calvin here pictures the Savior stretching out his arms to embrace all sinners who will repent and believe in him. Stephen J. Cold is is the reference from 2014. John 12, 49 and 50 is the last appeal. Jesus is the faithful messenger of the Father who sent him. The words of Jesus are the words of God. They have divine power. They are spirit, and they are life. John 6, 63. To whom shall we go? Jesus has the words of eternal life. John 6, 68. The Father's commandment is life eternal. It is God's great love acting upon the believer for salvation. It is the impact of God's holy love upon us. Therefore, Jesus speaks just as the Father has spoken to him. Jesus and the Father have a permanent relationship. As Barrett has noted, quote, Jesus is not a figure of independent greatness. He is the word of God, or he is nothing at all. 
That's from Morris, Leon Morris, page 609 in his book, The New International Commentary on the New Testament, The Gospel According to John. John Piper speaks about the Old Covenant, made obsolete and vanishing away, and the New Covenant in Christ's blood. Quote, the key differences are that, number one, the Messiah, Jesus, has come and shed the blood of the New Covenant. Matthew 6, Hebrews 10. So that henceforth, henceforth, he is the mediator of a new covenant. So that all saving, covenant-keeping faith is conscious faith in him. And number two, the old covenant has therefore become obsolete, Hebrews 8, and does not govern the new covenant people of God, 2 Corinthians 3, Romans 7, Galatians 3. And number three, the promised new heart and the enabling power of the Holy Spirit have been given through faith. That was John Piper. And now here's a quote from John 17, 8. This is Jesus speaking. For I have given unto them the words which you gave me, and they have received and have known surely that I came out from you, and they have believed that you did send me. John seventeen eight. The faith of Jesus was and is an obedient faith. Let's ask for this faith, that we would continuously believe Jesus, believe in him, and believe what he believes. The new covenant brings a commandment to love, the law of Christ. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death by the law of faith. The words of Jesus come from the holy heart of a loving God whose commandment is life eternal. Let's ask the God of all grace to grant us understanding and the power to so walk in love Walk in truth, walk in wisdom, walk by the Holy Spirit, and so walk in the light as children of the promise. Amen. All right, thank you, Joanna. And now um, we're going to pray. What we just, what she just talked about. So, Father God, we come to you, and we thank you for Jesus Christ, his faith, what he believed, what he knew to be true, um, because he is truth, the way, the truth, and the life was and and is an obedient faith. So, Father God, we ask for this faith, that we would continuously believe Jesus, believe in him and believe what he believes. We thank you, Lord. In the new covenant in Christ's blood, we are commanded to love, to love one another. And... um is the law of Christ. 
the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death by the law of faith. So, Lord God, we know that the words of Jesus come from the holy heart of a loving God whose commandment is life eternal. We thank you, Lord. Our desire is to do the will of the Father with the mind of Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and with the heart of the Holy Spirit. We ask you, Lord God, as the God of all grace, to grant us understanding and the power to so walk in love that we might walk in truth, walk in wisdom, and walk as being led by the Holy Spirit, and walk in the light as children of the promise. And Lord, we know that the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. The one promise is the Holy Spirit who applies what Jesus Christ has accomplished on behalf of every true believer. So let us be true believers, Lord God, and may we grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And thank you, Lord, that what you have commanded, you give the ability to do. Let us not spurn your grace I pray, Lord God, let us not try to use you, Lord God, to our advantage, for you are no fool, and you grant us, grant us the wisdom, teach us to number our days, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And now, if you would please stand for the benediction. Hebrews thirteen twenty and 21. Now may the God of the peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.